Thank you, Bernice, and, and thank you for uh, those that are leading us in worship and the, the, the band and for the choir. Thank you all for just this joyous uh, morning, this, this uh, time filled with, with pleasure and in uh, celebration, not only what we hear and what we do, but even what we see. It's, it's a, a good day, in a sense, to pull out all the stops. Um, to to truly truly gather in in, in a pleasurable gathering together. Um, my name is uh, Drew Smith. I get the the privilege and honor of being uh, the pastor of this particular uh, uh, expression of the Church of Jesus Christ here at College Hill. Presbyterian. Uh, also, want to just uh, welcome those that are here, those that have been here for the hundredth in time, or those that are maybe here just for the first time, or even uh, watching online. Um, it's it may be unusual at times for you to to hear the, the church and a preacher talking about pleasure as a good thing. Uh, you know, when I was growing up, uh, I always thought you know pleasure was the thing we got away with. You know, did you have that sense? Uh, and sometimes what folks sort of think about, well, the church is sort of like you're supposed to do the, the right thing. And somehow or another, we get this notion that doing the right thing or doing the good thing is not also the fun thing. It's not also the, the, the pleasurable thing that, that somehow uh, we we humans have figured out how to make fun of the stuff that God has given us. Um, and we can even think about God as being a cosmic killjoy. Um, but I'm, I'm here to tell you, it's just the opposite. Um, as we look at this particular passage today, we're, we're going to see Jesus is in the middle of the pleasure of life. He is in the middle of every pleasure that we experience. And we'll see it as we walk through it. And, and the other thing that I know uh, is that our world is desperately in need of one who leads us in a way that is full of pleasure. Uh, because our world's filled with folks trying to find it, trying to, per, to, to pursue it, to, trying in some way to, to grasp it, but, but they can't. That's why in, in our world we're, we're breaking records for opioid use in our nation. You know, d- depression and anxiety continue to, to skyrocket. Uh, anger, man, just drive down the road and you'll see the anger in the way that we drive, and some of us are simply just tired and worn out. But our passage today teaches us that Jesus has come to give us life to the full, that Jesus is in the midst of the pleasure. So how, as we're celebrating at Christmas, that God becomes human, becomes fully human, He relates to our life. How does Jesus relate to our experience of pleasure? How does that work? And what we'll uh, encounter here is early in uh, uh, Jesus' ministry, he shows up at a party. And so how does it work when Jesus shows up at a party? And what we'll find is that Jesus not only came to save the world, but he even saves a good party. It's uh, John chapter 2. Um, you can follow along on the screen. Um, the Gospel of John, it's the fourth uh, book in, in the New Testament. If the, you want to follow along in the, the Bible that's in front of you, underneath your uh, seat, you can do that. It's on page 887. tells us this story 
of Jesus being in the middle of the the pleasure of this party. Let's pray together. Uh, Gracious God, uh, thank you again for this day uh, to worship you. Thank you for your word that does speak to your, of your truth, of your goodness. And now, um, help us to hear from you. Individually, each one of us, how you are in the middle of the the pleasure of our lives. And uh, teach us that as a church, as a community as well. For, for Lord, we don't want to just hear your word and be fools. We want to hear your word and do it and be wise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, John chapter 2, starting with verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding at Cana in Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there. Jesus also was invited to the, the wedding with his disciples. When the wine ran out, the mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Now, there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, now, draw some out and take it to the master of the feast. So they took it. When the master of the feast tasted the water, now become wine, and did not know where it came from... Though the servants who drawn the water knew. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, Everyone serves the good wine first. And when people have drunk freely, then the poor wine. But you've kept the good wine until now. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee. And manifested his glory. And his disciples believed in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you see right here in the midst of uh, this this party, Jesus is present in the very pleasure of life. Jesus, uh, one, he's first, he's invited to the party. Not everybody gets invited. And on top of that, just because you're invited doesn't mean you show up. So then he showed up to the party. And not only did he show up, then he helped. But he didn't just help. He helped provide alcohol for all the people there. That, that, that's Jesus' first miracle in the Gospel of John. He is in the middle of the pleasure of your life and my life. Pleasure is good, what God has created. And God's the one that leads us to it. Now, I know, I know there's challenge in our lives. We are also surrounded by pain. Yes, there is pain and there is pleasure, but they do not cancel nor deny the existence of the other. Sometimes we even feel guilty for feeling pleasure because of the existence of pain in the world. That didn't stop Jesus. I mean, they were an oppressed people. Jesus' people in the in his day were oppressed by the Roman government. That didn't stop him from having a feast and celebrating the good things that God had given. Jesus is in the middle of the pleasure of our lives. 
You know, what, what, what pleasure did you experience this week? Jesus was in the middle of it. He's there. Thank him. Experience him. Share it with him. Yeah, one of the benefits that I get of having to prepare and preach, I sort of know what I'm going to say on Sunday morning. And I think about it the week before. So this last week, a couple of days ago, I got a big old honking brownie and a big scoop of ice cream and put it on there and said, Jesus, thanks for this. You want a bite? Well, and Jesus lives in me. So I said, Jesus, this bite's for you. So and ate that one and enjoyed the moment of Jesus being present in the pleasure in the simple things, even though buried Betty Goodman at her funeral on Wednesday, buried my father-in-law last week, and my wife was away because her sister is battling lung cancer. So in the midst of pain, there is still pleasure that God provides for all of us. So this week, as you're experiencing pleasure, experience Jesus. Know that he's there. And give thanks. And if you can't do that, if you can't do that, there's there's one or two things that's that's off base here. One or two things. One is you got the wrong picture of Jesus. I mean, just read the Gospel of John. Just go in, read the Bible, get the picture of Jesus straight from the horse's mouth. You know, your your picture of Jesus is wrong if you can't see Jesus and experience him in the midst of the pleasure of life. So that's one. The other thing, maybe the other reason that Jesus, uh, that you're uh, not experiencing Jesus in the pleasure is because the pleasure that you're experiencing is wrong. There, there, there's plenty. Jesus knows that it, it's, it's real. We humans are really good at this, at taking a good thing from God and, and then making it into something that it isn't and making it bad. And that's really what the problem is, that we humans, we we pursue pleasure instead of pursue Jesus. So if we receive the pleasure that Jesus has for us and experience it, then, then it is good and it's according to his wisdom. But when we start to pursue pleasure, then that makes pleasure more important than God and that leads to destruction. Uh, we call that addiction. Yeah, and, and we know that, that we are masters at taking what is good and making it bad. The good news is God is greater even still at taking what is bad and making it good. So he will lead and guide us to experience the pleasures of life with him in the moment right now. Jesus is in the middle of the pleasure. Now, let's, let's go back to the story and let's learn. All right, well, how, what does that mean? What, what, how do we respond to that? What do we do? Well, let's learn from Jesus' mother here. Because back, you know, back in this story, so Jesus is there with his disciples. He's invited and Mary somehow uh, finds out you know, that they're out of wine. She comes to Jesus. Hey, we're out of wine. Well, here, here's here's a... A really good basic principle. When the pleasure is gone, ask Jesus to help. When the pleasure is gone, ask Jesus to help. That's what Mary did. 
his mother said, hey, we're in trouble here. Jesus, can you help? Now, it's an odd conversation, if you remember it, between Mary and Jesus. It's really odd to our modern day ears. Not so odd to first century, back when Jesus was alive, ears. Uh, but it's, it's a unique conversation that I think is really helpful. Uh, here, but in, and in summary, what I think Jesus is, is telling, um, his mother here is, is, is he's recognizing the separation between him and his mother. And he's saying, Mom, I'm not following, I'm not submitting to you. I follow the Father. And putting, uh, his mother in the appropriate place under Jesus, who is the Lord, uh, and to say, okay, uh, I will ask, and trust you to do what is the best. And that, that really is the prayer of faith. I will ask Jesus, can you help in the midst of this? I, I am worn out. I'm broken. I am, uh, don't know how to experience the pleasure of this life. Can you help me? And, and then trust that Jesus will do what is best. Because the other thing that, that we can do, we can turn Jesus into our heavenly DoorDash. You know, that, that we just call on him to get us whatever we want and in 15 minutes or less, it'll be at our front door in a bag. And that's not what Jesus is either because there's plenty of times that we as his ignorant children and selfish children ask for stuff that we think is really what we need that really is going to lead to our destruction and Jesus knows what is best. So I think that's what's happening here with Mary and, 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 and saying uh, that... Um, I'm going to ask you and then I know you are the Lord and you will do what is best. So I will trust you. Jesus is not our heavenly DoorDash when it comes to pleasure, but the one who leads us into experiencing it in exactly the way we were created to experience it. All right, but then I love Mary's response there. I mean, she's got some great one-liners here. I mean, she's she's teaching us here because then she turns to the servants and says, "Okay, y'all do what he says." Mary's teaching us here. When the pleasure's gone, ask Jesus, and then do what he says. Obey him. Do what Jesus said. Jesus knows what leads to pleasure. He's the one that is wise. And he will lead us into life. And when we are in plenty and when we are in poverty, Jesus will lead us. In all times, obey Jesus, whether in times of pleasure or in need. Probably most important to be in tune with obeying Jesus when things are going well. Uh, you read the Old Testament and it's all about the nation of Israel and God calling Israel to be his people and, and to be the ones that are going to be through him. He's going to save the world. He's going to send his Messiah and save the world. And Israel just has this roller coaster journey throughout. As you as you read uh, from Genesis to Malachi, it just tells you this story. And, and the time that, that Israel, the nation of Israel, is most vulnerable to disobeying God is when things are going well. You know, it's when they're in peace and prosperity that then they sort of wander off from God. Okay, things are going well. Thanks, God. I got it now and I'll do my thing. You know, are are you like that? I am. I am like that. When things are going well, my prayer time, it diminishes. I mean, every Saturday night, Sunday morning, I am praying. I woke up this morning. Okay, Lord, help me. 
<laughs> uh, please, just don't let, don't let me make a fool of myself. You know, and then if you can do some stuff, that would even be even better. You know, but that, that every Sunday morning, I am up praying. I'm on my knees praying, you know, and because I'm in need. That, that's how I operate. I, I find a lot of people operate that way. And it's when we're in plenty that we tend to ignore Him. It, it can happen when we're in want uh, as well. I mean, we're creative sinners. But at all times, in want and in plenty, obey Jesus and trust that he will do what is best. Because, again, back to the story, that's what the servants did. Right? I mean, put yourself in those servants now. All right, so you know what's going on. The, the, the party, you know, and wedding feasts in those days lasted days. They lasted a week. Um, and, and so they're, they're now running around. We're running low on wine. You know, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. And, and then Jesus comes and, and tells them, this is what I want you to do. Go get those Jewish purification uh, metal uh, vats. Go get those barrels. And I want you to fill them up with water. Uh, so, and we're told they did. They went and took them. They filled them up to the top with water. Now I want you to take a ladle and a cup. And I want you to go feed. Get, give, give your boss a, a drink of that. Yeah. I, I, what do you think? The, which group would you have been in? The group that was saying, no way. I'm not about to do that. Who knows what they've been doing in those purification vats? What all they've been washing? You know, I'm not about to take that to my boss. I'm going to get fired. I need this job. I mean, Christmas is coming. I got to pay the bills. Or would you have been in the other group? Yes. I've been wanting to do this for like a year. I'm glad to tell. I'm going to take him a whole gallon and tell him to chug this stuff and give it to his family. Uh, so who knows what they would have done. But what they did is they obeyed Jesus. And there are times that Jesus tells us to do things that just don't make sense to us. You know, that we got no clue what he's doing. It does not make sense. It is not the way of the world around us. There's a lot of things Jesus says about pleasure in that way. He says, hey, enjoy. Drink the fruit of the vine. Just don't get drunk. That's what he says. That's what the scripture says. Don't, don't get drunk. Don't be controlled by this stuff. Because the Holy Spirit is the one always to control you. Now, that... that that's not a common word in practice of the folks that I know. Uh, another one. Another one he says, sex is for pleasure to enjoy between husband and wife. And so save sex for marriage. <laughs> that, that one died a long time ago. And to our detriment. To our destruction. We have taken what God has given as wonderful pleasure to be enjoyed. And, and we've made it what it is. And made it the purpose of our life. And then used it to destroy relationships. But, but Jesus is like that. He, he, he gives us what. He doesn't care what public opinion is. He cares what is best. What truly brings pleasure. And so these servants were in the middle of that. Saying Okay. I'll take this, I'll pull it out, and I'll give it to my boss. And, 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 and the, the boss lets out this exclamation of, wow, who does this? Who, who serves the best wine last? No, nobody does that. You, you serve the best wine at first. And then as their taste diminished because of the impact of the wine upon their palate, then you give them the cheap stuff. Because they'll never know the difference. 
That's the strategy of a good party. But here, the best stuff is at the end. Because Jesus transforms the empty and the tired into the full and tasty. Jesus transforms the empty and the tired into the full and tasty. If you relate to being empty and tired, ask Jesus and then obey him. Check him out. See if he won't do the same thing with your life and my life, with our life together, with our community. See if he won't do the same thing and take what is empty and tired and make it full and tasty. Yeah, he, he takes what is good and even makes it better. He renews and refreshes and restores our tired human lives and gives them pleasure without the hangover or the regret or the early morning walk of shame. John's showing us with this first sign, this first miracle, uh, what what Jesus is going to do, not just at a party. He's not just going to save a world, save the party. He's going to save the world by taking what is empty and tired and transforming it to what is full and tasty. Um, what, what, what John, how he's organized his story, his, his biography of Jesus and the, the gospel of John is he has signs, he has these miracles, but every miracle isn't just about what he did in the moment. It's about what that says Jesus is going to do for the world. And so in this situation, um, Jesus says he's going to take the old ways, the, the old purification rites that, that, that God had set in place uh, in the Hebrew Bible, uh, in, in the Old Testament. He's going to take those and now he's going to renew them and refresh them and fill them out and make them for the whole world. The, the mission that God gave to Israel is now complete. They have now delivered the Messiah, the Savior to the world. And He has come. He's born in a manger. And He's living among them. He, he is now the one who's going to take what was for Israel and what was for the, their people. Now it was meant for the whole world. And now these purification rites are, are going to be for all Jew and Gentile. For people of every nation, tribe, and tongue are going to be reconciled with God, be made right with God, be in tune with God, and hear God's word that leads us into the full pleasure of life as God has created it. That's what Jesus has come to do. The pleasure of this life that we enjoy from Jesus from time to time points us to the full joy of knowing Him for all eternity. See, there's a difference between pleasure and joy. I mean, I already mentioned there's pleasure and pain. It's in the same time, you know, and there's times that pain overtakes the pleasure and that, that, that pleasure then moves us beyond the pain. But pleasure is about what we're experiencing in the moment. It's dependent upon what we're experiencing in the moment. You know, if the, the, uh, it, it, it depends what's in the bowl that I'm eating. That relates to the pleasure. Joy is something beyond that. Joy transcends what we experience because it's not based on what we experience. It's based on the goodness and the faithfulness of God. 
It's a joy we can have in the midst of pleasure and in the midst of pain. But the the pleasure that Jesus brings at this moment, it points us to the goodness of God. In the midst of our broken and messed up world, in the midst of being a broken, selfish person. It's, It's a taste in the moment of the eternal pleasure that we will have with God and with God's people forever that's made possible only through Jesus' life and death and resurrection. The, that, the pleasure that we experience, we experience with Jesus because then he takes it to say, this is increasing your capacity to have full joy as you know me, as you grow in your knowledge of me, as you know that I am faithful, that I have come to suffer and die for you so that you could be made right with God and experience him, bits and pieces of him now and forever that's the joy of knowing and living in that reality and the pleasure that he gives us increases our capacity for experiencing that kind of joy see joy is not dependent on the amount of wine at the party joy is rooted in the eternal faithfulness of Jesus not the fun of life in the moment Joy is experienced within the fellowship of believers celebrating Jesus' sacrificial life, death, resurrection, looking forward to His return. Whether we are in this place right now uh, in the relative freedom that we have and safety and security or if we're meeting in the middle of North Korea where if anybody found out we were meeting to worship Jesus, our job would be taken, we would be arrested, we'd be thrown in jail and and, uh, sentenced For life. Joy is present in both of those places. Because joy is founded firmly in the goodness and faithfulness of God. From the beginning to the end of all of creation. So when we ask Jesus to, to show us and lead us in the ways of the pleasure of this world... And then we obey Him in how He responds and answers us. And then we enjoy Jesus in the midst of the pleasure. We experience His goodness and faithfulness just like the disciples did then. And did you see what happened with the disciples at the end of the sign, at the end of the the wedding? We're told as they experienced the pleasure in that moment, as they saw Jesus work right around them, that their faith grew and deepened and they believed in Jesus. As we see and experience Jesus working in our own lives, simply enjoying the simple pleasures of life with Him, then our capacity for experiencing that eternal joy is increased. And friends, the world needs a group of people so committed to Jesus that they're looking for the pleasures that Jesus brings. And that no matter if in pleasure and pain, they're still living in the fullness of his joy. That, that's why Jesus, if, if you're a follower of Jesus, that's why, one of the reasons he, he's called you. He, he's called you to follow him so that you'll now be a witness to that joy. You'll be a witness to the, the pleasures that are gifts from God. You'll be a witness to that world that is striving and thriving and searching and doing everything they can to live, to find that pleasure. We are to be witnesses of the reality of the goodness and faithfulness of God 
in the simple pleasures that we do have and in the eternal joy that all have in Him. So this this Christmas season, this, this Christmas season, look for the pleasures of life. Look for them, the simple things. Enjoy them with Jesus. And may your faith deepen and your joy expand. At the conclusion of the service, we have, we have a time of, of prayer where you can go up with folks and, and pray with uh, folks uh, in, in the congregation. And I'll mention it at the end of the service. Um, but it'll just it'll be right over here. And you can just pray with them. And it may be that your prayer today is you're asking Jesus for pleasure. You're tired of trying to figure it out on your own. As you've been living for pleasure, you've been trying to make it right, you've been searching for happiness, and it's led to destruction, and you're empty and you're tired. Maybe today is the day that you simply say, Jesus, transform this water and fill it into wine. Make it that excellent wine of yours. Maybe that is today. That might be one of the things that you would bring forward um, in a moment when with the, the prayer. Or it may be you're coming forward to give thanks. You remember the prayer that you've experienced and you are worshiping the Lord and you want to say thank you. Or it may just be some other need that you have. Uh, but again, I'll mention that in a moment. If you're online or you uh, you don't want to be uh, late for, for lunch, don't want to stay and pray, you can. Uh, there's a couple other options that you can pray. You can go online, chpc.org slash prayer. And you can uh, li- give your concerns for prayer there. But this Christmas season, this, just this, this next week, one thing, just keep your eyes open for the pleasure. When is it that you have a twinge of a smile, a laugh, uh, uh, just something of meaning that you enjoy? Thank Jesus for it because He is right in the middle of it. And may He deepen your faith and expand our joy so that we're a witness to His goodness and faithfulness to the world.